0: Our text this morning will be found in Genesis 22. It's Genesis 22, verse 14. Genesis 22, 14. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Let us pray. O Lord, how gracious Thou art. How merciful thou art lord to allow us to meet this day in thy name i pray O oh lord that thou would be among us that thou would be with us that thou would bring us to thy feet lord we have many reasons to be anxious we have many thoughts in our minds but lord we know that you are the great provider we know lord that thou art the lord of all things we pray this morning lord directly knowing that this storm is lingering out into waters. Lord, give us a realization this day that thy finger is upon it. And Lord, thou will move it where you see fit for thy glory. Lord, teach us. Teach us to be humble. Teach us, Lord, to sit at thy feet and draw us there for comfort and love and peace. Lord, anoint this time now in this message that you would speak peace to our soul. That we may see you high and lifted up for Lord truly thou art worthy in Jesus name I pray amen our text this morning in Genesis twenty-two, fourteen. 14 I think is probably very familiar to all of us in here we under we understand as we were taught young from a young age we know that it was about Abraham and Isaac and I put forth to you this morning that this is about a father and a son but it's not about Abraham and Isaac. It's about the love of the Father, the love of the Son, and what His body is in Him and what He provides for, how He provides for them. Jehovah Jireh. It has three meanings. It means He sees, it means He provides, and it means He is seen. When the Lord comes in faith, to his children he sees the need he meets their need in the provision that he makes of himself and he is seen he is glorified this is how we know it is a trial of our faith that faith that is imputed to us as Romans 4 tells us that's the same faith that was imputed to Abraham it also goes on to tell us it was not of works but of the Lord and his great mercy that would work such a faith in one. But he wasn't the only one in this passage that was given that faith. I want to look this morning and trace everything that happens up to this point because there's a lot in it. There's a lot, a lot of reference made to the perfect sacrifice that'll come. There's a lot of reference made between the communion of a father and his son. And I pray this morning that the Lord would bring forth that out of His Word. That He would testify to us as He testified to them. That He is Lord. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord who goes before us. He is the Lord who provides. He sees the needs of His children. He is that shepherd that always knows the needs of His sheep. And He provides. He provides abundantly. We picked this up right at the beginning of the chapter, and it came to pass after these things. And we have to stop right there. From about Genesis 11, I believe it is, up to this point, we have the the life of Abraham before us. And I know you've heard me say many times that the faith of the Lord, He is faithful to give that. And that we can't live based on what the Lord did for us in the past. We have to have that fresh supply of faith given to us through every trial. Up to Abraham's life at this point, he had been tried. He had been tried to leave his whole family and to leave the land of Ur and to go. And the Lord told him to go, and he went. Same faith. He did not question where the Lord would send him, but he was given that to go and he went. Then we have the issue with Lot that tried and vexed the soul of Abraham and he went before the Lord and the Lord told him to go after him and the Lord went and Lot was delivered and Abraham and Lot split and the Lord worked in Abraham's life and the Lord restored Lot. That wasn't all. Then he had the trial with Ishmael where Sarah conceived this plan, even though the promise was given to both of them, and she conceived a plan that would give Abraham a seed. And so she carried that out, and the Lord said to Abraham, cast out the bondwoman and cast out her son. But this was his son. But the Lord gave him the faith to cast him out, to depend upon the Lord, knowing that the Lord had given him a promise. And that the Lord would fulfill that promise. And then Abraham went, why do I mention this? Because as I've witnessed this week and my youngest daughter, she has a lot of anxiety. Seems like every night she gets attacked with things. And one of the things that she texts me in the night to tell me she's in anxiousness, what the Lord gives me to give back to her is what has the Lord done up to this point? Has He delivered you? Is He a faithful Lord? So yes, in the Lord, the depth of His mercy, He gives us that remembrance. Faith remembers what the Lord has done, what the Lord is doing, and what the Lord will do. It credits the Lord. It says this is what He... and, And I say, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. That's what the Scriptures tell us. So yes... When we come to this, it came to pass after these things, Abraham has a relationship where he has grown in the grace and knowledge of his Lord. But as I've said many times, and you have probably witnessed in your own life, as a new trial comes in your life, yes, you can draw on what the Lord has done, but that's not going to get you through it. It's the same faith that got you through the first time. The same faith that got you through the second time. It's the same faith that will get you through every trial. And that's what it is. Faithful is he that calleth you to that trial. He will do it. And so Abraham's called again. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt. And the Hebrew word there is test. Because we know what Peter said, and we'll be reminded of that here in just a minute. It came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, because he knows his children by name, he knows his sheep by name, and he said, behold, here I am. He is this communion with the Lord. And he says to Abraham, well, it's time for a test, and I told you we would Quote what Peter said in 1 Peter 1, 7. He said that the trial of your faith. Now concentrate. May the Lord open this passage up to you right now. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold. The trials of our faith that the Lord designs here on earth is more precious than gold. It is more precious than for our soul, for our life in Christ than any kind of physical thing that we could ever apply to ourselves or purchase. It is much more precious than the gold that perisheth, Though it be tried with fire, our trials come with fire. It is refining. It is to remove the dross, to remove the dross of unbelief. To remove the dross of doubt, to remove the sin of anything not of faith is sin. It's tried with fire. Might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The trial of our faith always leads to Christ. And you will see that in the life of Abraham. You will see that in the life of Isaac. Everything that the Lord designs, if it be a trial for him, if it be the faith that he gives his children to live by and to be exercised in, it will always lead to Christ. Not a situation, not a deliverance in that situation, but it leads to Jehovah Jireh. Did you get to the end of that, unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. He sees, he provides, he is seen. And he said, verse 2, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac. Now I know I've reminded you many times, and I know you know it, that Jesus said these scriptures testify of him. Jesus said, "Lo, I come in the volume of the book written of me. If we go through this book and we are not shown that these tes- these scriptures testify of Him, we have missed it. This sacrifice that we are going to talk about today was not ever the sacrifice of Isaac. It's the sacrifice the perfect. Everything was foreshadowing and typified." Christ. You're going to see that in this, in the, the Holy Spirit preserved. Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac. And right here we have the relationship of a father and a son. What kind of relationship is it? Well, whom thou lovest. Whom thou lovest. This is a picture of the only begotten son that was sent he was sent and the father loved him dearly but he was sent to save his people from their sins he was sent to to fulfill the perfect justice of the father you'll see that throughout this he said take now thy son thine only son isaac whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains. He's not told what mountain. This is just like that time he was told to go. Now, I do believe that the Lord exercised him in that and said, yes, this is the time. That's what faith. What has the Lord done for me? He said, go, and he provided. And so, yes, Abraham now is shown to go and offer him for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Now, we are not told anything that happened after this in the night. We're not told of any trepidation in his soul. We're not told that he questioned the Lord. We're not told that he that he sat there in great anxiety. We're not told any, any of that. And I'm not even going to say he went through that. But I know myself. I know those around me. I know sometimes when the Lord tells us to go or tells us that he has a plan for us, and he sets us on that plan that we become very fearful. And we come, become very anxious. Life in itself every day is like that. What will tomorrow be like? We're sitting here with a storm on the right outside our, knocking on our door. What will tomorrow be like? We've seen all the models. We see all the, pro, the experts say, oh, it's going to go up north. It may miss all of the United States. But we know whose fingers on that. We know, as of this moment, it hadn't turned a bit; still heading west. We're right, right in the path. So it's going to be a trial of faith. Well, if it's ours, ours is going to run around and and beseech a way that we're going to be able to save ourselves and to provide for ourselves. Because what we're not going to see at that moment, our faith can't lead us to Jehovah Jireh. Can't. That's what his faith does. And, and, and I know when I read things like this, that, now I, I just put myself sometimes in that situation. I'm, in, I'm there laying there at night and, or whenever the Lord is speaking to me and He says, do this. Take your son, the one that you love, and you're going to offer him as a burnt offering. And I'm going to send you to a mountain and you're going to do it. And then in verse 3 we're told, and Abraham rose up early in the morning. So that's faith in action. And I know that if it's my faith, like the faith of Jonah, when he was called, he ran the other way. That's my faith. When I go to figure out how I'm going to get out of it, I'm going to run as far away from the trouble as I'm going to get. But the Lord allowed that sheep to run a long way and then He went out and got him. He went out and got him until He brought him to his knees to cry out, Salvation! Is of the Lord. Yes. Everything the Lord does in trials for his children is to bring us to say, salvation is of the Lord. He is my safety from this trial. He is my safety from sin. He is my safety from damnation. He is my safety from hell. He's my deliverer. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him and we still don't know that place yet just head to the mountains I'm going to tell you which mountain to do this on then on the third day look at that imagery again the third day. Now, if you're like me, when you read the Bible, you're looking for those things. The Lord's given me a desire to see His Son in His Word. So when I see that, and I say, whoa, the third day. Could have been the fourth day. Could have been the fifth day. But it had to be the third day, according to the Holy Spirit. It had to be the third day because it's the third day that Christ rose from the dead. It's the third day that resurrection life was shown. And so on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and And saw the place afar off. And I tell you right now, this is what the Lord quickened to me today. The Lord quickens resurrection life. When he does, when he shows you that he has died for your sins, that cross is afar off. That cross where your sin has been nailed is afar off. The Lord has taken the sting and the the penalty of that sin. He's taken it away. And He's carried it away as far as the east is to the west. And resurrection life means that there is life for you and I who are sinners. And that life is in our resurrected Lord. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes And he saw the place afar off. So he traveled three days not knowing, just head to the mountains. But now the Lord gives him faith again to see where he's going. See, faith is always, it always leads us to the Lord's will. It always leads us to that place that the Lord says, I will be. Because remember, our text said, he said to this day, he named that place Jehovah-Jireh. That place, the Lord is here. The Lord saw me here. He saw my need. He provided for me here. And He will be seen. He will be seen in this mount. He will be seen here for all eternity. Because the Lord has done this. All glory and honor belongs to my Lord who has delivered me from this great trial. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place afar off. Then we have this other passage, verse 5. We have this and we say, Wow, what a miraculous thing. Abraham said unto his young men, Now, this is strange for you and I that he told the young men, Abide you here with the ass, don't go with us. Me and Isaac are going to go up into that hill. We're going to go up into that mountain. But it's not a place for you. Because see, this is between the father and his son where the covenant was made. And no man is going to be allowed there. And no man is going to be there because that man can do nothing but pollute that time. And he told them, he said, Abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. How did he know? How did he know? All we're told in verse 2 is that take your only son Isaac, whom you love, get into the land of Moriah, where he's at now, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon the mountains. And he tells these two that are there, stay here with the ass. Me and my son are going to go up in the mountain, and we are going to go up there and worship. And when we do, we'll come again to you. We will come again to you. What is going through his mind? Well, we don't have to speculate. Praise be to God, we don't. Let's turn over to Hebrews 11 real quick. Now, Hebrews 11 tells us exactly what's going on in his mind. We'll begin in verse 17. By faith, the faith of the Son of God, by that faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that received the promises offered up his only begotten Son. So we see we're being foreshadowed here a little bit. We know what's coming. He will offer up his Son. Great faith. Great faith. Listen to this. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. The Lord promised him that in Isaac all of the seed will come after him. That was a promise the Lord made. You and I, this book is filled with promises. I've heard people, oh, just live upon the promises. Claim the promises. We can't do that, can we? Not without His faith. Not without Him. We can claim whatever we want. The faith of the Son of God when exercised. Listen to this. He he knew the promise of His Son, but yet He's still in action taking His Son up to this mountain where He knows at this moment He's going to slay His Son. But yet He says to them, the two of us will come back again. Verse 19 tells us how. I love that word, accounting. Well, I love it and I don't, honestly. Reckoning, knowing. He accounted it. He said, this is a truth. Not to keep mentioning my daughter, but that's one of the things the Lord gives me in the middle of the night. I mean, what is truth? As you're being tormented by the wicked one, what is real? What is truth? And Abraham, that's what faith does. Faith says, what is truth? I am the way, the truth, and the life. What is truth? And so, he accounted that God was able to raise him up. How? It never happened before. How in the world would he know anything about the resurrection of Christ? How would he know anything? That's what the faith of Christ is. It's his faith. How can the faith of Christ not know the resurrection of Christ? Because the faith of Christ was there in eternity. The faith of Christ knows that He was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And if the Lord Jesus Christ gives that faith to His children, that's the knowledge that we're given. This is 1800 years before Christ comes. But He accounted His faith. The faith of Christ said to Him, the two of you will come back because of resurrection life accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure he received him in a figure now what does that mean was Abraham given the the the, the picture of the lamb before absolutely God will provide if you don't believe that let's just keep going in our text over here in Genesis 22. In verse, so in verse five says Abraham said unto his young men, "Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you." Faith believes it, credits the word of God. The word that said, "This is the son of promise." Okay, he's the son of promise. Said the Lord is the resurrection, is the Lord of the resurrection. He is the Lord of life. I believe it. I believe it. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. You know what we have in this verse? We have the gospel. This is the gospel. Don't miss it. The wood was laid on the back of Isaac. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife And they went both of them together. Once again, signifying the sacrifice that will come. The father whose justice was in his hand, and that justice had to be satisfied with the fire and the knife. It's a perfect picture of the father, Mm -hmm. with justice being held in his hand and the son saying, "I I will put the wood on my back. I will lay down my life. I will die upon this cross. I will be made a curse for my people. It's the gospel right there for you. The cross is on his back. He's got the wood laid up upon him. The fire's in the hands of Abraham. And a knife. And they went both of them together. Notice what I said a while ago in 5. No men allowed to go up there. This has none of men's work in it. None. There was no man there to make the fire. There was no man there to, to, to carry the wood. It's not about you carrying the cross of Christ. Christ carried it. And because he carried it, we will bear the crosses that he gives us in this life and we'll bear them in him, by him, and through him. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And then Isaac spoke unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. I see it. I see the fire and I see the wood. I see both of those elements. But where is the lamb? Where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Now, I'm going to tell you something. What Isaac can't see right here is he can't see the sacrifice. He can't see Jehovah Jireh. He can't see that that sacrifice will be provided for. Where is the lamb? At this moment, Isaac doesn't know. As I said, we can't We can't miss this, that these are the only two in the mountain. The Lord Jesus is that lamb. He is that lamb that is provided. This is where the type of Isaac ends, because Isaac, of course, doesn't have full knowledge yet. Where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And then we have Jehovah Jireh in verse 8. This is where we first encounter it. And Abraham said, my son, my son that I love, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. I want to say something about this. Abraham saw, we, we're told, Jesus said it. He said it in John eight fifty six. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and he was glad. The faith given to Abraham is that the Lord would provide a lamb, would provide a sacrifice. Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. And I want you to see something that when the father spoke to the son, the son went with him. Now, Isaac at this time is 27 years old. That's not a young lad. My oldest son is 20 years old. And I can tell you he's a young man. He's got a mind of his own. And he'll do what he's led to do. And I say if dad came to him and said, you're going to do this and we're in this dire situation, I'm going to tell you something. He ain't going with me. And that ain't because he doesn't love me. I know he loves me. But I'll say this. If he's given the faith of Christ, he'll go with me. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind. Father, where's the lamb? Where's the sacrifice? I'm, I, I don't understand, Lord. Oh, Father, where is it? Where is this lamb? I, I, I mean, I see everything else. I'm starting. Maybe he's getting a little worried. Maybe he's getting a little anxious. But Abraham then says to him, he preaches the gospel to his son. And he says, God will provide. He will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place. And remember remember how we started this. This isn't just the faith given to Abraham. It's the faith given to Isaac. Isaac just couldn't see the lamb. You think, like I said, I'd be getting a little nervous at this time. You think that's miraculous. You you think that sometimes we, we we measure, we hear the words that Jesus said, that faith will move a mountain, or my faith will move as a grain of a mustard seed would tell that sycamine tree to get up and get into the ocean. We look at that and go, no. <laughs> but the faith of the Son of God moves mountains in our life every day those times I've told you my, my daughter's woken me in the night, there's only one thing that's comforted her. And it had not been my words. She's testified of it later. I just want to feel his presence, Dad. And all of a sudden, I'm ready to go to sleep now. I feel, I feel his presence. Okay. He's the one that takes away and is the voice to quiet the other voice. The voice of the wicked one it's not true you're a liar you're a deceiver you've been a deceiver from the beginning I am truth that's what he speaks to his children and they came to the place which God told him of and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and he bound his 27 year old son and Abraham's already over 100 years old well over I'm going to tell you now I'm not binding my 20 year old I ain't binding my 15 year old for that matter Submission. Submission to the will of God. How does that that happen? It's the faith of the Son of God that credits Christ, that Christ knows what's best. Christ has done everything for me. Christ will perform all things for me. And He bound His son Isaac and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Isaac willingly laid down on that altar and he was bound. Is this not a picture of the Son? Is this not a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ who laid down his life for his friends? Willingly did the will of the Father. I came to do the will of the Father. He would be the sacrifice. He would be the altar. He would be everything. To satisfy the justice of the Father. Sin must be atoned, it must be paid for. Justice must be satisfied. He's too holy a God not to. I know we're polluted by sin and we we like to, you know, make it little sin, oh it's not that, it's not not with God. Can't even look upon it. He punished the sins of his elect in his son, his son, the, the one he loved. And he did that for an elect number of people, a particular group of people. His body, the body of his son, his church, his sheep. And Abraham stretched forth his hand. And there's Isaac, still laying there, bound. You know what he isn't doing? He isn't mumbling. He's not saying anything. Who's that remind you of? Well, Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 53, 7, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Why, Why is that so important that Isaiah said that of Christ? Because the faith of Christ does the same thing. That's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with Isaac. It's the faith of Christ. That's how he kept his mouth shut. That's how he laid down his life. It's the faith of Christ. Had to be. I hope you see it in your life. I hope you can tell the difference between your faith and the faith of Christ. The faith of Christ that never wavers. The faith of Christ that performs. The faith of Christ that does. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Remember the picture. Justice must be satisfied. Remember the type. This is what faith does it continues to act. It hears the voice, credits the word of the shepherd. Shepherd said, Do. And not until he hears that voice again will he not do anything. Here comes the voice. And the angel of the Lord. Now we know this is the angel of the Lord is always mentioned in the Old Testament to picture Christ, pre-incarnate Christ appearing. They they heard his voice too. They hear the voice of the shepherd. We'll we'll have that cleared up for us in the next verse, but just in case you think it's one of the floating things, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, because the shepherd knows his sheep. Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Here am I. I hear you, Lord. I've done everything. Everything's laid in order. I've got the knife pulled back. Still believing that the two of them will come down out of that mountain. Extraordinary. That's the faith of the grain of a mustard seed that can move mountains. Is anything too hard for our Lord? Don't that, don't that, I know what it does for me. I'm just going to share it with you. When, it, when the Lord quickens that to me, I feel so small. I sit there and I think about all the times I fret. I'm fretting about the storm. I'm fretting about my wrecked vehicle. I'm fretting about, my, what a, is anything too hard for the Lord? Does He not see the needs of His people? Does He not provide? And is He seen? Is the Lord always magnified in the child of God's life? Yes. He brings forth His glory. And He said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad." By the way, it's He said. But anyway. Lay not thy hand upon the lad; neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Well, you didn't know that before. You didn't know that before. See, the trial of our faith leads to Christ. That's what's happened here. Do you know you fear God? Do you know you trust Him? You said, well, I can sit here today and tell you yes. Will you know that in the trial? Will you know it in the hardship? Will you know it in the health crisis? If it's his faith, he'll try it and he'll reveal to you that it is. It is. I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. From me. That's a person. That's the the angel of the Lord. That's the appearance of Christ. I know you have not withheld him from me. Because the child of God owned that everything that he has is the Lord's. Everything the Lord has provided in his life is the Lord's. I, I think about in this passage a lot because my children are getting older. And I think about it metaphorically. I hear it sometimes. Well, you got to put your children on the altar. No, I don't have to do anything. If I put them on the altar, they're going to die. I'm going to die. <laughs> That's the way it is. But if the Lord shows me, if the Lord reveals that his faith leads to him, and that the Lord is the Lord that sees and provides and is seen, then and only then is there peace. That's it. I know there's many times in in this fellowship we're tight and we've watched these little children grow up, and man, from little ones. I mean, we've taught them and done all these things and we see them get older and we start to get really shaky because we see them walking paths that worry us it's a faithful shepherd see the Lord in each relationship with his children he is Lord he's Lord not the things in your life not even the family he's given you he's Lord he'll prove that I am your Lord I am salvation. I am peace. I am rest. And Abraham lifted up his eyes. But we see Jesus. We see Jesus. How do we see him when our eyes are lifted up off the off the sinking ship, off the off the waves, off the, the dire situation? And Abraham lifted up his eyes and he looked and behold. Now listen, that doesn't say he beheld because that wasn't for him. That's for you and me reading it now in this year, 2019. Behold. The Holy Spirit said, behold. Behold the great provider. Behold the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's what the scriptures testify of. Behold him. Don't behold Abraham. Abraham lifted up his eyes because Abraham's down here. Christ is up there. And if I if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Every one of his sheep will be drawn to him. That's what he tells us. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behold it, dear ones. God will provide a lamb. God has provided a lamb. God has provided a perfect sacrifice that nothing will ever be added to. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram. Now listen, I could sit up here and tell you That on this mountain, up on this top of this mountain, there was never any ram seen, And that would be true. And I could tell you that rams, when they're spooked, they usually don't get caught in thickets. And that would be true. And I could tell you that this ram is a powerful thing with horns. And a hundred and something year old person wouldn't be able to come over there and manhandle this ram and pick it up on an altar. And that would be true. when the Lord goes before us, things that seem impossible are made possible. And as sad as this is, we're going to presume tomorrow that it won't be that way. So we need Him. We need Him every hour. Every hour. Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And this is where Isaac is no longer a picture of Christ, but is a picture of the body of Christ. Because now that ram, the one that the Lord provided, was the perfect sacrifice. And he went in the place of Isaac. He went in the place of you and I, if we be in Christ. He stood in our place. And the wrath of His Father was poured out upon Him as He stood in our place. And He substituted Himself, one without sin, for many who were sin. And He did that out of love. And He did that in covenant with His Father and the Holy Spirit. And He did that to save his people from their sin.